we'd like to take this opportunity to express thanks to our local sponsor, The Hidden Layer, located in Mount Zion. Check out their website at thehiddenlayer.com, where they have all manner of epic swag for sale, including dice, tabletop minis, paint supplies, board games, Magic the Gathering, cards, and more. Their knowledgeable staff are friendly and helpful, and will do their best to help you find just the right pick for your next game night. Visit The Hidden Lair today for all your tabletop needs, where it's more than just games, it's about community. What is the difference between a cat and a comma? Hmm? Last time we left off, the newly graduated champions of the Conclave uh, had a rather fun interview. They had a wonderful meal of chili dogs, got their wonderful equipment from Gladys, and took on their first mission. They had their last night in the Conclave to themselves, and morning has come for their last time here. So... Who is doing what in the morning? Uh, let's go with Kit. Kit, morning has come and your parents have made your favorite breakfast, which, if I recall, is biscuits and gravy. Yep. Yum, yum. Get up. Get my things All right. packed, ready to go. Sit down and have breakfast with mom and dad. Okay. Uh, at some point during the meal, uh, your dad says, uh, Hey, so I know last night I said that you'd be fine, but I haven't really seen someone as experienced as, uh, or as talented as a tracker as you, as you, at, at least at your age. And you're very quick and you're very smart and i mean your mother told me you stole a thing from professor retail <laughs> that's that's no that's no small feat so i, I did I, it was awesome it, it is awesome it's really impressive and i'm I, I i know that you'll you'll do wonderful things out there i'm sure you'll be safe even though you're going into an unsafe land we'll be fine dad uh, I'll, I'll stay safe, and if it's too much to handle, or if my friends get into trouble, or I get into trouble, we can always just transport back. Yes, of course. Um, I, I, I do hope that doesn't, you know, become too much of a problem, but I would love to, you know, see you again sometime, uh, if you can spare, <laughs> spare the time. Uh, I, I do. I also think your mother got you something, so make sure you talk to her before you leave. I, I knew you would, but I have to do my you know fatherly duty. Of course, Dad. I give him a hug and I whisper in his ears, "Love you," and don't let Mom be so serious all the time. He goes, "Oh no, I'll I'll, I'll make her laugh. Don't you worry." Um, and he gives you a hug back and uh, uh, kind of elbows you a little bit and says, "I love you too, kid." Okay, go over to Mom and give her a hug she's she's a little bit more outwardly emotional than uh than your dad was even though you, the beginnings of tears in the corners of uh his eyes were already beginning uh and she uh she dabs one of the tears away as the hug and she goes oh hey hey kid hi uh, uh hey and she just takes you into that hug for a moment and it's comforting it's as if you were you know six years old still. You can feel the love. I love you, Mom. Uh, I love you, too. Um, I, I, I got you something uh, for your adventures. Oh. Uh, if, if, hold on. And she heads over to uh, near the pantry and opens it, and instead of food or some sort of cooking utensil, which should be in there, she pulls out this massive book. It is old. It is leather-bound. It probably looks like it's 20 pounds. And she brings it over and she goes, Nah, I don't expect you to read this. I mean, most of the pages are are ruined anyway. Um, 
but, uh, well, you, you know, uh, you've always picked flowers for me, and I've put them in my vase by the window there, but I can't really put, put flowers in the vase that you find, so I was thinking maybe you could put them in the, in this book to flatten them and preserve them, and maybe when, uh, whatever adventure you have is done, I'll frame them and put them on a wall, and that'll be a testament to all the wonderful things you've seen on your adventures out there. I will, Mom. I'll make it a, a map of of sorts of, of the places that we go. Oh, places that would be that'd be wonderful. Um, I look at the book. Is it like a, just a random old book? It's It's so old that the title is not even on the side, and flipping through the pages, it's it's in common, but it's it's written a long time ago, so it's sort of like Middle English, where you get some of the words, but not really. A lot of thighs and thous and weird spellings and such. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the pages are destroyed, and you can see like little residues, of, uh, like little residue of um like dried flour. It seems that this has been used to press flowers for probably longer than you've been alive. Okay. Uh, so it's less of a book and more of just a weight now. Okay. Fair enough. I just took it in my bag. Um, okay. Give her another big hug and whisper in her ear and don't let dad be so silly all the time. Oh, no. I'll, I'll keep him in line, in line. Don't you worry about that. Okay. And then one more big squeeze and I skip out the door. <laughs> all right. Um, they, they come out of the door with you and they wave as you head out and... When you get out of sight, they head back in. Though I guess you technically wouldn't know that. Nope. And I head to whatever place that we predetermined that we were going to meet. Probably like front door, maybe? Breakfast. I'm going to go get breakfast. Okay. I just had Come breakfast. In. Never mind. I'm going to the front door. <laughs> okay. Second breakfast. Second breakfast. Surprise. Everyone's playing halflings. Um... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you're you're by the front door. Um, what's Frosty up to? Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, Frosty is uh, having breakfast in the cafeteria. Uh, is not very busy, uh, so she is uh, without interruption just piling, piling like eggs and and various meats into her face. Uh, Getting uh, getting as full as she can, maybe even stuffing a little bacon in her pockets, like just uh, fueling up for the adventure ahead. All right, so just just going ham on the food. Just going ham on the food, pretty much. <laughs> she uh, the only real friend she has uh, here at at the academy uh, outside now of Flynn and Kit are the staff in the cafeteria. They, you know, they're, they're weary of her, but she's always very nice <laughs> to them. So <laughs> she's chatting away and they're mostly just nodding and refilling her plate. And <laughs> one, one of them says, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss you on one hand because it's just, it's a terrible sight to behold your stomach. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, but also, it's really going to be nice to not have to cook for 40 people rather than 30. Uh, because you eat the same amount. You, you eat like 10 people worth of food. Oh, thank it's, you. It's very high compliments. Many eating contests it, where I come from. No, it, it wasn't a comp. Okay. okay. Ah, you love Frosty. It is okay. You can admit it. I, we are I, friends. I and she like sweeps him up in a big hug shedding all over him as she sets him down he's just covered in hair <laughs> yeah you, you lift him over and he goes frosty what did i tell you about reaching over the sneakers frosty no oh oh okay okay and you give him a hug and some of your winter coat comes on uh comes off to him as you set him down and he goes i'm gonna have to change uh but if if you're gone by the time i get back uh it was really nice knowing you and i hope you do wonderful things out there I am covered in hair. I'm covered in hair. Hold on, hold on, please. And he leaves. <laughs> but you do have a you do have another plate of food to enjoy. Outstanding. Just go right back to it. Just munching away. Not a care in the world yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, and lastly, we come to Flynn. 
What do you do on your last morning here? Flynn's kind of like he gets up and, you know, a lot of people are kind of shuffling out the door and everything. And he's waiting a little bit, sitting on his bed. Um, and he gets up and goes over and talks to Charlie, um, who's uh, another person at the academy and is the only person that was nice to him um, on a regular basis. And he considered like the only person he considers like an actual friend. Obviously, he loves everybody and tries to be friends with everybody. But Charlie's just the one in particular that is particularly nice to him. So he goes up and, and just says. Hey, Charlie. Uh, boy or girl, Charlie? Uh, boy. Okay. Uh, goes. Oh, hey, Flynn. Hey, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. Um, hey, listen, I, I just wanted to say thanks. I know I'm gonna be back and everything, but just in case anything bad happens, because, like, Greg told me that it could be some scary stuff out there. Um, just want to say thanks. Uh, for, for being the only one to say that you were my brother when I said that you were my brother. Everybody else kind of, they just, you know, they they like to make a big fuss about it and say they're not, you know, which, I, you know, is kind of a, they think it's silly or fun whenever they say it, but I just appreciate that somebody, um, I feel like you're part of my family and I like that. Oh, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, technically we're all really supposed to be brothers and sisters here as being, yes. you know, future champions, and so... I don't think it was really that far off for me to kind of be your brother. Now my brother is a is a, you know one of the first champions in over a hundred years. That's so cool. It is cool. I give him a hug and I say, "Thanks for always being a good guy." And I got you got I got you a, a couple presents. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Already? Awesome. Well, I mean, I'm going. We're leaving uh, in a little bit, and I just wanted to give you a couple things. And he pulls out of his bag, he pulls out uh, one wooden stake and a candle. <laughs> he uh, says, I know this is kind of a weird co uh, combination, but, like, sometimes it's hard to see at night and then, you know, vampires. So, um, I just wanted you to have these. Do you, do you think the Conclave is going to be attacked by vampires? Listen, I don't know what to think anymore. Um, I don't think it'll be attacked by vampires, but, you know... There's a lot of bad stuff you have to prepare for, even if it's never going to happen. Charlie has mostly been sitting on the edge of the bed as, as you've been talking to him. And as you say that, he stands up and a, a rare sight occurs to you. You've very rarely seen Charlie look at you without anything but awe or interested in what you were saying. His face becomes super serious and for a moment you can see what he's going to look like as an adult and he he takes you by the shoulders candle in one hand stake in the other and he looks you dead in the eye and says if a blood-sucking bastard comes here i'll get him i'll get him flynn uh, for you and i give him our i do our secret dap handshake <laughs> like i pound his fist and then we do a bunch of like weird hand gestures i was like i know you will you're the coolest. All right. Well, anyways, it's been great. Uh, hopefully everything, you know what? I'm sure we'll be fine. We'll be back real soon. But I just wanted to say that in case we, we don't see each other again or if I get, you know, swept away in an adventure. Um, and Greg says, Greg says thanks to, um, he, he seems like, a, he seems to like you even more because he doesn't like it when people are mean to me. Yeah, of course. I mean, Greg's always been nice enough to me. I mean, I've seen you say things that are that you probably shouldn't know about people, and Greg's never done that to me. So, yeah, I think Greg's cool. I mean, he lives in a gym. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Thanks, man. And I, you know, do the dap handshake again, and then I say, all right, goodbye. Be safe out there, and... I'll, I'll definitely keep the vampire scourge at bay when you're gone. I give him a thumbs up. <laughs> all right. That brings us, all, all three of you, back down to uh, the main room. Right by the door. Good Thanks morning, ready, friends. Yeah. Good morning. morning. How are you? Did you sleep well? Are you well rested for our new adventure? I am so pumped. This is exciting. I want to go. We're going to do such cool stuff with me and my sisters. Aw. 
Well, we're gonna go and take on everything. Then let us go, little friends. Let us go. Hey, Frosty. Uh, you smell like bacon. Uh, maybe have snacks tucked away for later. Would you like some bacon? <laughs> Oh, I forgot to eat. Can I have something? Hands out bacon. It's only a little fuzzy. Oh, you just gotta wipe it he off. He realizes he actually reaches in his pocket and pulls out a, a cheese dog. <laughs> He's like, never mind, I've got oh, some no. leftover from yesterday. <laughs> oh no. That's so bad. <laughs> Listen, the pockets are gonna be a little rough for the rest of the day. Um <laughs> like for today it won't smell so bad, but tomorrow it might. How you know, we could just stop it and get you something for breakfast. Oh, I don't mind the hot dog. I'm more upset that I put it in my pocket because now my pocket's all squishy. Uh, you smell um, you smell like inside of pig. What happened? Oh, oh. it's alright. We will get we will get you something uh herbs that smell nice and you can put in your pocket after you have <laughs> eaten all okay. the cheese dogs. It will fix. Yeah, he's already eaten the one that was in his pocket. Oh, I didn't know so. if there was more in there. <laughs> Oh, uh, just one. There's just a lot of just excess cheese just that some, got scraped off the box. Like he has, he puts so it. much cheese on. So there's a bunch of cheesy schmutz in his pocket right now. Uh, gross. You hear, um, you hear a deep voice uh, clear the throat uh, from behind you. Hmm? He turns around as he's turning out his pocket, like trying to shake the cheese out. Uh, just right on the floor. Flynn, oh, how yeah. many times have I told you? Don't. Put food in your pocket. And I won't always be here to do this. And uh, he snaps his fingers, and the grease and like the excess bit of cheese and just nasty meat uh, starts floating in the air for a second, and then whoosh, is gone. I forgot. As, uh, I have prestidigitation. I just didn't choose to use it. <laughs> well, that uh, Professor Rodale did prestidigitation for you. Thanks, Rodale. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. I'm not your dad, uh, but I did want to speak to you for a moment, Flynn, before you left. Uh-oh. Oh, I like with all of us or just me? Look who's in trouble. Just you. Look who's in trouble. Just... All right. I go go see him. He, he takes you to uh, sort of one of the archways where less of the students mm-hmm. and teachers gather and... Uh, he kind of crouches down so he's eye level with you um, and says, Flynn, I, I know you're the younger, the youngest of these three people uh, here, but I see great potential in you. And he takes you by the shoulder, uh, as Charlie did earlier, uh, just one handed this time. It was no mistake that you were chosen for this task. And as I've said, <sighs> Hundreds and hundreds of times before. I am not your dad. But I still want you to be safe out there. Always be mindful. It'll keep you alive. And that, Flynn, is my last lesson for you. Okay. Is it okay if I call you dad, though, even though you're not my dad? I... It isn't, but you're going to anyway. Sure. That's okay. fine, I okay. guess. Um, well, thank you. No, thank you for everything. Um, Greg says even though he, he's keeping an eye on you, he does appreciate everything you did for me. So um, so Greg says thanks, too. Uh, well, I do appreciate that, Greg. Okay. Just don't die. That would look really bad on me. No, sure. Yeah, Greg. Greg said it looked bad on him too, mostly because if he if I die, then like he dies too. So he's like he said, there's like a lot at stake, kind of to keep me well and alive. So yeah, so he'll be I looking mean, after me. Gladys, Gladys should have given you a potion. You got your potion. He he pulled. He reaches into the cheese pocket that was formerly cheese. He's like, yeah, I got. It. I was keeping it under the. I was hiding it under the cheese dog. Oh, all right. Do you need me to clean the bottle as well? I, I say no. I can do it, and then I do press the digitation. I was like, just like you taught me. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you do remember because I imagine you're just going to get so dirty with all kinds of different food 
not there. Yeah, I don't know why you tell me not to put it in the pocket when I can just clean it right away anyways. That is a good point. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and he, uh, he pats your shoulder and says, well, I've got uh, other other people to train. I hug his leg. Because he's well, I guess they're like his, around his waist because he's still he's not that short. He's I'm not that much shorter than him. No, no you're not a halfling. You're a child. Okay, um, do it. So you grab him, you grab him by the waist, and he, he's like, <sighs> and uh, he he kind of pats you on the back. It's not a real hug, but it's it's the best. It's the gonna best get. I'm gonna get in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, and if you ever tell anybody about this, I'll have your. Uh, your champion status revoked. Okay, that seems like pretty bold action, but all right, I won't. <laughs> um, and he uh, walks off to do Professor Redale business. I guess I leave his office. <laughs> I'm just gonna hang no, out. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you guys were just like under an archway. Oh, okay, never mind. I thought we were in his office or something. All right, then I go back to those guys. Ready to go, Flynn? Yeah. I can't tell you what we talked about, because if I do, I won't be a, a champion anymore. But well, I'm excited Kinda to go. Harsh. Let's go. Oh. I thought so, too. It seemed really, uh, really like re overreactive. That's weird. <laughs> now, I'm now I'm questioning my Professor Rodale ability. And... <laughs> It's not, he doesn't, I don't think he's really meaning that. He was, it was just a way of showing that he did not want people to know he showed emotion. Yeah, that's what I was taking it as. Okay. All right. So the large wooden gates, they creak open, and you come out into the bailey at the front of the, uh, of the Conclave of Champions. And this place is less designed for training and more. Um, an aesthetic. There's statues of former champions. The biggest one, you know, uh, was is the the former king, and uh, the hedges are kept perfect. And there's a walkway that leads to uh, the actual gate uh, along the walls that you you guys haven't passed through in quite a long time. I would I would I would say that because. Frosty is a bit older. She's a little. She has a little bit more freedom and can come and go uh, as it, she wishes. Isn't this where like we have to go through these to go to the woods that I hang out? Uh, in? uh no. Uh, the the woods that you traveled in were uh, on the on the back end of the conclave. This is the front. Okay. Your parents were always worried to keep you near the walls so you wouldn't end up exploring. Um, the more dangerous aspect of the woods that's not cleared out and fully under the protection of of the conclave. Okay. And Flynn, you've been you've been through exactly once. I don't imagine you've you've been out the front gate since you've been here. No, I don't even ask to go out because it's dumb. <laughs> so, for each of you, it, it is of different rarities that you've come out here uh, and the gates open just a crack to let all three of you out and shut behind you and you are out of the conclave of champions for the first time in quite a while uh, it's it's a sunny day there's birds singing in the trees uh, there's just a little bit of there's just a little bit of wind a nice breeze of uh, of uh, spring It's a it's a wonderful day. Pretty exciting, guys. Get to travel, see new things. I think my favorite thing about enjoying this nice weather and everything, and seeing all these sights outside, is knowing that now we're going to go into a dark cave and not see it anymore. Well, at least we have uh, each other, good traveling companions. Normally, yeah. Frosty yeah. wanders uh, alone, so it will be different to have uh, company on adventure. Yeah. You yes. don't like the outdoors? 
No, I was being I was being facetious because it just stinks because we got to see all this really cool stuff and then they got to go in the dark forest and then we have to go into a cave. There might be fun things to see in the cave. Beautiful rocks, interesting lizards, perhaps. I heard there's the stalactites hold tight to the ceiling. Stalagmites might reach the ceiling. It's not a very good uh, mnemonic for remembering, but hopefully we see some of those. Yes, fair, reasonable. Flynn starts running. (laughs) Okay. I'm just kidding. I was like, I was like, I was trying to think of a way to just be silly as Flynn and also move the plot forward. <laughs> I I appreciate it. Uh, so to give you a little bit more geography, it is not it is not um the walls of the conclave and then three feet is the spoil wood because the spoil wood is technically part of the noble wood. It is just the part that hasn't been cleared of the experiments and the taint of the land. Um. Yet, so that's more of dangerous parts. So you guys have a fair bit of traveling to do. Uh, as we're traveling, I'm going to pick up random like flowers. Yeah, not not hard. Uh, there's there's a few that grow on the side of the of road that some might consider weeds, but as someone who is connected to the land, it is it's pretty. Flynn only really gets distracted just every once in a while. He sees a bunny and he goes running after it and then comes back to the right afterwards and he realizes it's going to run away. <laughs> Frosty just likes to smell things. She takes big sniffs and sometimes if they pass by a an interesting tree, she'll take a quick whiff. Just You all travel for a few hours and... Uh... You pass by a couple signs that are that have been posted by uh, the conclave um, that says, uh, "Worry traveler, you are X distance away from uh, in the quote the spoil wood." And you see a few of those, and the numbers are decreasing more and more as you get there. It's like a and, rest area sign. <laughs> yes, um, and at the bottom, uh, at the bottom is. Uh, this this message of safety brought to you by the newly reopened Conclave of Champions. <laughs> Beautiful. We'll be okay. I think we're gonna be more than okay. Yes. I'm so excited. Like Greg, I've always had Greg, obviously, but it's really cool to have other people along, so I don't feel so lonely. Um. So, but no, I think it'll be great. We're gonna be good. You guys are really strong. You are. Oh, no doubt very strong, very mysterious, the the two of you, technically, since there are two of you in there, yes? Yeah. I mean, largely, I just cast a failed spell in combat, and that's about all I've done, so we'll see. How often does Greg talk to us? Does Greg talk to me? Of course he does. How often? Oh, I mean, he, he's chiming in on stuff all the time, like when he was like, hey, look, there's a rabbit, that's cool. And so I went chasing after it. Is he nice? Yeah. I mean, sometimes he says some some kind of spooky things, but I mean, we're just, I'm always like, oh, that's just Greg being Greg. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's nice most of the time. Sometimes he just like, like, I wanted to chase the bunny because I thought they were cute and fun. And he wanted to chase the bunny because he's like, that's food. Why don't you kill it? And then we can have it. Sometimes we disagree on things, but it's never like an unpleasant disagreement. Okay. Just didn't know whether we needed to be careful of him or anything. Oh, no, he's fine. He's I, I, like he said, he always says he's like, you know, if I if you're not okay, Flynn, then then I'm not okay. So he he cares about me. Um but sometimes yeah, sometimes he'll say some dark things about like killing things and stuff, but I I wouldn't worry about it. I'm more excited to get to the cave because then I get to find out what a gold piece looks like. Oh, you don't have any gold. No, I've had this one lucky silver piece that I had like my that I got for like uh, helping clean some stuff at my house like forever ago, and that's just been the only money oh. I had because I never I never needed any money when I was at the conclave. Your little friend, Frosty reaches, rummages around in a pouch and just drops five gold in his hand. I was about to do the same thing. He's like, shit, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm, okay. I'm, I'm into I'm into this bag based socialism. Bag based <laughs> socialism. <laughs> well, I I handed back the gold. I said thank you. I'm excited to see more of it. Uh, as you are getting towards the end of of where the safe part of the noble wood ends, uh, there is a sign that says. Uh, danger any any further beyond this point you you take your life into your own hands it says this is the beginning of the spoil wood uh this message brought to you by the newly reopened <laughs> i was so conclave. hoping you were gonna say that i was gonna say it if you didn't <laughs> <laughs> conclave of champions and there are three people uh at the edge of the wood and the spoil wood is clearly demarcated where the trees start to look rotted twisted uh the the wood darker than the healthy oak uh that you've seen along this beautiful pathway it it definitely screams this is a not great place to be and the three people are just sort of standing there arguing amongst themselves uh you can catch that there are um two humans one male one female and an elf uh that is indeterminate from from where you guys are currently not happy okay. they're upset yeah they don't look like they're very happy oh well I, I can help i'm people like me i'm really a really calming presence hey guys <laughs> hey hey i'm flynn uh, <laughs> uh they turn around and he goes uh the the human male goes oh uh Hi, I'm I'm Sal. Uh, this is my sister Tanya, and the the elf says, "Hey, I'm I'm Rel. Pleasure to meet all of you. Are are you traveling through the uh, Are you traveling through the woods?" Yeah, these are actually my sisters, Kit and Frosty, as well. Oh, interesting. Um, I I can't help but notice that you have um the symbol of the of the uh, the conclave on on your lapels. Do you happen oh. to be, uh, I don't know, for hire? Oh. What is it yeah. you are needing to hire someone for, a friend? Well, I, um, I'm, I'm a wood elf, and I this this wood is tainted and horrible. Uh, but I can make my way through. But the humans are disagreeing with me on whether or not I could do that safely. And we're all just trying to get to Pendlefirth. Pendlefirth? Is that where the... No, that's where the cave is, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Mm. Uh, I mean, we're we're already... We're actually headed to Pendlefirth, so... Um, if you guys wanted to go with us, we'd be happy to take you. Ah, in, indeed. That's wonderful. We we're trying to start new jobs there. We heard that they could uh, use some extra hands. Uh, pays rather nice. I think we could offer you, I uh, would say, ten gold of our of our pay, and then uh, uh, the elf is e quickly elbowed by both of the humans. Ah, oh, five five gold, apparently. I, I'm sorry. What kind of job is it that you're looking into? Uh, we're looking to make a make a quick buck working in the gold mines. And could you tell me what specifically you're trying to do there? To mine and. Make gold. That's all? That was the only thing, was just mining? Okay. Yeah, I mean, of course they're looking for bodyguards, but we're not we're not people who oh. do that sort of thing. Oh, perfect. Then, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I would ask that you stick to your initial um, statement rather than the, the nudged version, if you could. I think it'd be really fair and it'd be really nice, and more importantly, it'd really inspire us to help you more on the way there. <sighs> the, the, uh, the, hu the human male goes... Ah, oh, of course, Rel, Rel kind of messed it up there. <sighs> what do you think, sis? Yeah, I I, th I mean, it's 75 gold. I think 10 isn't really that bad of a deal. I go, yeah, but I would really have liked the 75. Fine. You can you can all take 10 from each of us. Awesome. Thank you. They just escort you there? Yes. I mean, it's it's a rather dangerous place. And if you are champions, then that's sort of the things that you deal with. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. 
Are any of you guys at all competent with with uh, with attacking in battle? Uh, the elf speaks up and goes, "I'm I'm fair with a bow." Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, otherwise we'll just go into the forest the exact same way you were going and not take you, and that would be weird. So let's go. <laughs> uh, you're a strange little human child. Oh, I'm actually a half elf, but thanks so much. Oh, I didn't see the ears. No, it's okay. It's like I'm like I'm like you guys. If you guys have babies. Uh, uh the uh human male begins blushing, uh, very heavily. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> I just really like how the how the elf just called you a human. I was like, no, no, you're not an elf. Don't no. worry about it. Oh, that's true. I forgot el like high elves especially are just like, oh, fuck, fuck half elves. He's a wood elf. Oh, he's a wood elf? Well, in that case, he needs to stop being a jerk. <laughs> all, all, uh, all six of you travel deeper into this dark wood. Uh, cresting into where the spoil wood, uh, as it's called, begins, the atmosphere is different. The air tastes fouler. It smells... It smells of decay. And it's hard to... It's hard to put a name on it, but it, it the air just makes you feel heavy and sad. And it... it it's... It, it's a, it, ugh, I'm sorry. It's as if the very ground wants you to leave. If you guys want, I can be a little bit sneaky and like go ahead like 10, 15, 20 feet ahead of everybody just to make sure that the path that we're going is going to be safe. Kind of scout ahead. Yeah, that sounds great. I'll stay back here and watch these guys and make sure they're okay. Okay. Along with, with Frosty. Yes. Okay. Uh, question. Yes. Do we, is, is there like a path, a road that we're following? Are we just kind of like wandering like, straight through the wandering brush? Through the woods. Like, there, there is a pathway, but it is mostly overgrown with um, like gnarled, finger-shaped roots that kind of crawl over, and there's some some dark moss that started to grow over. It doesn't seem as if people travel this path uh, often. But there is definitely a path, and it's not like we're bushwhacking. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can if you want to, if you want to risk that. I. I think for our first Fourier, we just like stick to the path. Okay. Do we we um, know the path goes straight to Pendleford, right? It it leads to the edge of the forest when you when you checked out that big map. Um, it doesn't lead you directly to Pendleford, but it's it's just a quick hop, skip, and a jump over a bridge, and you're there. Okay. Okay. Uh, roll for stealth, then I guess. Uh, yes, please. Thank you. Dice. Okay, that would be a 17. Nice. 17, okay. Then yep. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled and ears perked for anything that seems out of the ordinary. I know it's going to be like Scooby Creepy, but <laughs> any my, uh, my, you know, spidey sense tingles or whatever. Uh, okay, give me, uh, give me a perception check as well. Not too bad. Uh, that would be a twenty-two. Not bad. That's great. Um, all right. So you you get closer to the ground, feeling more at home as being in a forest, even though this one is violently against you being here. As you begin to sneak, you let the forest come into your senses, and you can hear. Not much life. There is not the birds singing as they should be on this spring afternoon. There's no bugs. It's eerily quiet. And you move deeper in. And you start to hear what sounds like um, leathery wings flapping like a large bat. But low to the ground and a little off the path to your left. Okay, I... Stop and like the guys behind me to, to pause for a second and go check it out. 
as you crouch down and you break off to the path, um, the atmosphere, that that sense of dread increases uh, as you take a step off the path, and that flapping gets louder, and you head over, and you just crest a small little hill, and in a, not quite a valley, but just in between two hills, the flapping is not some sort of creature, it's a tent. Old and withered, many holes uh, through the side of it. Uh, the The post that kept it standing is, is broken and bent. I cautiously check it out. Okay. Uh, checking out the ashes of the fireplace are cold. There's no food nearby. Uh, that it, that least is not. No, there's no food. There's no food nearby. Sorry. Um, if you want to give me an investigation real quick to get some of the, maybe something uh, a little bit more hidden. Yeah. No, that is a seven. All right. It is. It's hard to focus on any any one thing because it is strange to see someone setting setting camp here. And especially leaving it abandoned for so long, as it it does not seem as if anybody's been here in quite some time. Okay. Okay. Uh, nothing looks like important or anything. Uh, as you kind of poke around, there's a few bits and bobs of camping equipment, like a uh, a tea kettle, um, or something to cook um, uh, soup. Or stew over uh, over an open fire, um, that's very old and rusted, but nothing seems to stick out as something you'd be interested in keeping. Okay. Uh, I go back to to the group and just tell them it's called camp. Reroll stealth. Uh, if you want to continue stealthing ahead, yeah. Yep. Stealthing and looking. Uh, stealth is going to be a twenty-three. Nice. And investigation or perception, right? Uh, yeah. Which one? Perception. Uh, perception. Yeah. Sorry. No, nope, that's an eight. <laughs> okay. After after the tent uh, ordeal, you try to keep your eyes out for other sort of situations like that, and nothing really catches your your ear uh, in that in that way. Um, but as you stealth. Nothing seems to pay attention to you. It, it seems less hostile, this forest, and more just desolate. And okay. you can continue on for however long you want. Yep. Uh, you, At this point of traveling, it is getting... It's getting much darker, harder to see, uh, for those of you without uh, dark vision. Uh, that I think would probably oh, just the be the humans stupid humans so like i'm guessing that you guys are probably having some tough time seeing um are we gonna abandon the uh, secrecy and light some torches or what should we do oh well i mean we've been traveling for a few hours now i think you know it would be good to take a quick rest or something along those lines and then uh the human um, woman whose name is Tanya uh, says, "Yeah, I, I, I could sleep." Wow. Almost like we had a conversation just, just like an hour ago about this exact thing. Yeah, let's let's fall asleep in the middle of the dangerous secret forest. I, I, oh. I don't think we're going to be able to make it to where we need to go in one day, though. Okay, well, listen. I'm up for whatever you guys are. We could, uh, if, you, if you don't mind me saying, I could uh, keep watch. I only require four hours of sleep at night. That's uh, true. I'll but... help too. But yeah, obviously not like you, because you could stay up a lot longer. We could also uh, light, light a small fire or something to keep the humans... Um, able to be able to see the ground and push on to the night and 
I, I think both have its merits and both have its uh, demerits. Well, do we know how much farther we have to go before we get to the town? You probably have another um, uh, 10 hours of travel. Uh, so if we get to walk, it's going to be a Yeah, no, we're definitely going to sleep. Yeah. Uh, y- yeah, if you guys continue to walk, you will push risking exhaustion. I think at this point that pretty much anything in this forest that would be uh, averse to us um, probably can see in the dark pretty well anyway. So I don't know if I think lighting a fire won't hurt much anyways. There are a few that are right off the road, uh, just as there, just as there was in the uh, the abandoned tent that you found. Hey guys, I'm with this clearing right here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, the elf uh, says I would be able to get a fire going real very easily if that is something we would want. Uh, most of the wood here is dead and dried. Probably wouldn't be a bad idea. All right, I will get to that shortly. Um, and says, you two, don't make a mess of things until I'm back. He's not going by himself, is he? Or she, or whoever it is. Uh, it is. It is the elf. Uh, you have no idea. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll accompany you just to make sure that everything's safe. That's literally our job, so. Uh, all right. Come on, half-human. Let's find some wood. Okay. I mean, people say a lot meaner things to me, so a race card really isn't going to hurt, so I'll go. <laughs> God, this kid is such shit. I love him. So it's just a matter of time before uh, the camp is set up, and there's a fire going. You can have dinner, and... Lighting the fire and having uh, having uh, a central light, uh, it's comforting as it's warm and it's nice to have some light. But it's also a little nerve-wracking to know that if there is something that is looking for you, you are going to be very easy to find. And, of course, the shadows of these dead and dying, twisted, cursed trees look sometimes... Like hands reaching out for you, so yeah, you you, you guys have uh, set up camp just uh, this as you normally would. It might take a little while because you guys haven't um, set up these tents specifically before, like this brand, uh, you know, Conclave of Champions brand tents, right. patent pending, <laughs> like Amazon Basics. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. Uh, the elf uh, only needs can take the watch after four hours of trancing, so there would need to be someone on watch for those beginning four hours. If someone, if you guys wanted to have a watch. Uh, yes, please. I think one of us needs. To yeah, uh, I mean maybe not for the entire four hours. I think each of us should take two, um, because otherwise, like that would be crazy. We, that would be twelve hours then if we. So, um, I've got I think I go plus. Okay, plus three perception. I'm just kind of seeing like who's got because like maybe me and Kit could take that. I'm not sure Frosty's perception's great. I have plus My three percep- to perception and plus five Mine's to plus stealth. Four. Oh, okay. Oh, what are you yeah. at, Frosty? Uh, plus three perception. Okay, so either one of us, um, just so we can go have the rest of us go to bed, and then two of us take watches, and then the elf will help <coughs> the rest of it. Okay. So who's on first watch these first two hours? Frosty. Do you want me to? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I'm I'm a grown ass I'm a grown ass woman, cat person. <laughs> I will take first watch. Alright. Frosty, as you stay up and everybody starts to sleep, except for the elf who uh, sits crisscross applesauce and just sort of begins humming a, a lullaby uh, to themselves for a time until they stop and are just immobilized, eyes open. Uh, 
you begin your watch of this dark, cold, terrifyingly creepy forest. Give me a perception check, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, big money, no whammies. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's a two plus three equals five. I forgot the tiebreaker between uh, Steph and I was the fact that I roll really good. <laughs> I probably should have taken it. <laughs> I was rolling really well earlier, but okay. That's five. All right. All right, so your uh, your two hours pass by uh, rather quickly as you kind of doze off for a while um, before Great. before coming to. Uh, uh, you wake up with a startle um, because you shouldn't have been sleeping. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Uh, well. I don't know if you've ever seen a cat startle itself awake, but it's not graceful. <laughs> she like, she was sitting on top of like a, just a little outcropping of rocks. Cause you know, cats like to be in a tall place and the trees are creepy as hell. So she kind of tumbles unceremoniously off the rock, making rather a lot of noise. <laughs> All right. Um, the, the, uh, the two humans kind of, start moving around uh slightly disturbed and they both say uh the the human goes tanya fuck off and then and and uh tanya is moving around it's like sal be quiet fucking asshole but and okay so after uh, that she tries to be quiet again and i'm gonna roll catch i roll stealth for that like <laughs> Uh, yeah, go ahead and Because uh, she's to... got plus five to that, so if I can just be quiet and not wake everybody up, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, quick uh, little stealth. Uh, what do we got? Seven, five, twelve. Twelve. Twelve on stealth. <laughs> All right, you, you unfloof. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't flu... there another... Oh, I get advantage on stealth checks, uh, so that means I get to roll that. Oh, yeah. I get to roll that again, right? Yep. Okay. And take the higher number. <clears throat> Uh, okay, so we're sticking with 12. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I love this fucking game. Uh. Um, all right, so you, after startling the humans, uh, you uh, calm yourself down, and you unfloof your, uh, unfloof your tail that is now massive because of the, uh, of the, of the spooky nature of waking mm -hmm. up. Um, back to its regular floofy size. And you quiet down, and the humans aren't disturbed. Flynn doesn't wake up, neither does uh, Kit. And you pass the rest of the uh, 30 minutes, um, uh, the rest of the 30 minutes, and nothing seems to occur. And you, you start to feel as, as if it's been around two hours. And it's time for someone else's watch. Frosty, like, sort of sneaks over and shakes Kit gently. Fox, Fox, it's time now for your turn. I stretch. I stretch. Oh, time already? Okay. Yes, it's time now for you to watch so that Frosty can take a nap. Okay. Nice comfy spot right here for you. Yes, very nice. Pre-warmed. Thank you. Uh, I look around and go to the, the same rock that she was sitting on. Okay. Um, it is also pre-warmed um, with a little bit of cat hair. Eh, that's fine. Uh, perception? Yeah, give me, a, give me a perception check. Ooh. That would be a 23. Okay. Um, at first, you start to hear a, a a sound deeper into the forest. Uh, at first, you think it's your imagination because it has been so eerily quiet since arriving here. Uh, but it becomes louder and hard to ignore. It sounds like a young child or a high-pitched woman giggling. It's kind of like, <laughs> and 
you quickly focus with your fox ears and eyes like towards the direction and you can see far off in the distance is just like a light green glow Leery of this light green glow, but I'm also not curious enough to chase it, so I'm just going to keep my eye on it, see what it does. All right, uh, it sort of bobs and floats around here and there, um, and as, as you take notice of it, and it hovers over the ground and waits there, and it seems to float deeper into the forest and then comes back and starts giggling again and moves around it. It seems as if it wants you to follow it. Like it's enticing? Yes. And is it coming like into the camp? Oh no, it is staying It is staying um, at least 60 feet away. I'm just going to watch it. I'm not going to follow it. If you want to give me a quick history check, you can. That would work. Oh, that would be a non-natural 20. Mm-hmm. All right. You you know exactly what this is, given your time in the forest and especially your homeland and just the tales. Uh, this is a Will of the Wisp. Yep, I And figured. it wants to lead you to it, your death. Yep. That's why I'm just watching it. Um, and it, it toys with you for your watch, and as it realizes that it's not going to catch your attention, uh, it starts kind of making crying sounds, like, <laughs> and flies off. Oh, before it same... does that, when it makes the crying sound, I'm going to look around, like, where I'm sitting, for, like, a small rock or something. Okay. And then I'm going to throw it at it. All right, make an attack roll, just for funsies. Uh, uh, the D20 plus Dex and Prof, real quick. That would be a, a 13. 13. Oh, shit. I closed it out. <laughs> tell, me what, <laughs> tell me what this rock does to the spirit. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. Uh, the AC is a little bit higher than 13, and uh, the rock, it... it the walk just passes through it, and it uh, flies deeper off into the forest. Dejected and angry that it did not manage to lure <laughs> a wary, an unwary traveler to its death. I make note of where it flew off so I can warn the next person on watch. That's okay. Will of the Wisp territory over there, folks. Stay yeah. <laughs> um, the, the elf, uh, Rel, comes out of their trance. And uh, says, ah, I do appreciate you um, taking uh, the four hours during my little nap, but I think I'll be able to keep an eye out for everyone uh, for now, if you w- wish to go back to sleep, uh, little fine. foxy person. Uh, just uh, to warn you, there's a little will-o'-the-wisp that's been floating around here. Just ignore it. It's just trying to lure us away from camp, but it flew over in that direction. Ah, uh, I... I do have experience with them. Nasty little creatures. I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Thank okay. you. Okay. You're welcome. Night! <laughs> and I go over uh, uh, where, where uh, Frosty's laying and curled next to her. Okay. Um, Frosty is warm. Yep. May, maybe purring a little bit? Yep. Frost, maybe Frosty does do a good purr. Uh, also, since Frosty is sleeping really hard, she realizes someone is next to her. Someone is warm. Hugs like teddy bear. Oh, <laughs> Frosty is big spoon. <laughs> we're the grossest adventuring party ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're animal people. Animal people sleep in, in piles. I don't know. I, I think it was super cute. I just mean, like, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, overly cute for this adventure. Oh, yeah, we're cutesy. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh, my sisters. I love you. And the fucked up <laughs> shit hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, Rel's watch uh, is completed with, uh... Yeah. Yeah, you're good. They wake you all. Uh, it is... Uh, the sun is creeping up now, and I believe the humans will be able to see. 
Um, hold on, I'll check. And they pick up a stick and poke one of the humans. I'm like, ah, Tanya, fuck, God. And then realizes the stick and says, what, what? Rel, what the hell? It's like, uh, can you see human around? Is, is there enough light? And the... He goes, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. All right, are we going? Is everyone dead? Is it, Who's dead? Anyone dead? Nope, no, not I'm, tonight. Yes. No. Everyone. Everyone's fine. Ugh, that's really good. Tanya, wake up. Sal, fuck off. <laughs> they. It takes them quite a while to wake up. Um. All. All. Both of the humans are not morning people. Flynn's. Flynn's actually sleeping like by them because like he was gonna stay in their tent to protect them if something happened. So he's just like, oh man. That's what you guys get for staying up so late listening to my scary stories. You're going to get a, a bad night's sleep, but um, but at least you're safe. You're alive. Hey, we did it. Right. Let's get out of this horrid place and make some money, huh? Money? Now you're talking my language. Money? All right. So you, you guys take the time to uh, break down camp, have a little bit of food, uh, get your gear ready. Uh, armor and stuff on. And you're ready to go. Are you good, Flynn? I'm better than good. I'm great. Uh, I've never had this much co company in a long time. Nobody made fun of me yet today, except for that uh, racist elf. <laughs> oh, just ignore him. He doesn't know any better. We're better than that. That's the thing, though. Flynn, Flynn just says stuff like that. Just like... <laughs> like has no awareness that what he's saying is not okay to say like that loud to people. He has no filter. Exactly. Kit, do you want to do the yep. uh, traditional? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. Stealth and perception, please. Okay. Oop, that was a rolled. It's not a uh, stealth. Is a whopping eleven. Okay. Um. So. Kit in the early morning, especially with a forest that is uh, unfamiliar to her, is is making kind of rookie mistakes, like steps on a twig, rustles some dead leaves. God damn it. Person as I go. Uh, perception is going to be a 17. 17. All right. Um, you catch, there is a part where the trail just stops, and that's a little worrisome. Um, but you walk, <laughs> you walk deeper in and the trail begins again and it is starting to, uh, raise up and, uh, you would know from checking out the map that, um, uh, the area where this forest ends is higher in elevation. So this, this small gentle slope that is continuing up and up and up is a good sign that you are very near the end of your journey through the spoiled wood. Okay, at this point I'll go back to the party. We're almost there, guys! Wow. To think, Sal's... It, was, th to think it was ten hours and we only traveled like an hour and now we're almost there. I know, right? <laughs> the power of friendship! Power of friendship Causes time distortion. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck. So, Sal, uh, uh, when you say that, um, that you're almost there, Sal goes, you know, I really thought traveling through this wood was going to be something terrifying and we were going to be attacked by all sorts of things, but it looks like we're uh, fine. Nothing happened. Nope. We're just that good. As soon as somebody says that. Well, <clears throat> Greg says not to be so don't not to be so um, have hubris so much. What does my grandmother say? Don't jinx it, moron! <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother, uh, very wise woman. Uh, yeah, I never that, talked to her before, but she sounds real smart. That that got me. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, you can you you continue on this path, and uh, as 
you get more towards the end and you can actually see a break in the tree line. Uh, there is in just an ancient looking tree dead center of the path. Oh, that doesn't look creepy this, at all. This is probably fine. <laughs> can I pee on it? Oh, I would... I, <laughs> you want to pee on it? Maybe. <laughs> does, oh, it, okay. does it look like I might be haunted if I pee on the tree? Uh, I mean, you'd have to pee on it to find out. <laughs> I all inside on this tree. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. This is this tree is made out of tree. This tree is... Oh, dang it's it. all tree in there. No, it's okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can I... So, like, do I... Am I getting vibes from this tree that, like, oh, this might be something kind of sketchy or... Would I have any reason uh, to do it? Because I was going to no. do detect magic, maybe, if I thought there was something weird. Uh, no, not at all. This tree is just... Uh, it's not like the, just... the hexus tree at the beginning wow. of Fern Gully, where it's like... That's that's a pull, definitely. Yeah. I mean, basically, you could say the same thing about Avatar, but that's because it's a rip-off of Fern Gully. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, yeah, I guess I mean, if this tree looks legit and fine, we're just like, well, I guess we'll just keep going. Past it with no well, I've been. I spent so much time sniffing other trees. Frosty wants to sniff this tree. What does this tree smell like? Uh, <laughs> all right. How how close do you get to the tree to sniff a tree? Uh, she has a really good sense of smell. Uh, as a tabaxi, I would imagine because uh -huh. cats do. So probably like not closer than ten feet. Like not touching the tree, but like. I would say within about six feet, like a, an adult body length away and has just a big of the tree. All right. Uh, give me a quick perception check. I just want to see if this, this is useful for me in any way, because she's been sniffing trees all morning. So, like, might as well sniff this tree, too. How about a 16? All right. Oh wait, it sorry, smelled... seventeen. That's plus three. Okay, it totally different change. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> as 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 you breathe in the the rotted woodsy smell of the tree, it smells exactly like, um, uh, uh the regular trees that have been here, or as far as regular goes, um, but with your cat hearing and everyone who is watching her, you see a branch just begin to pummel down where she is. And uh, it hits the ground as you dodge by the side. This tree is awakened. One has claws at the end of its paws, and one is a pause at the end of a clause. That's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a dad joke, for sure. <laughs>